plant medicine has been around and available to the human race for as long as humans have existed. And the summer season is a beautiful time to connect with plant medicine because we can see the plants in their fullest aliveness. And many of them, we can even uh, see them, the seeds returning to the earth or some are planted this time of year for harvest next year as we enter the harvest season. Some are being harvested right now. Many are being harvested. So this is a beautiful time to explore connection to plants and what plants can do for you. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about that. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Welcome to the Expedition to Soul podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And one of the things that we talked about in our summer issue of our Stay Magic magazine, it's totally free if you haven't picked up your copy yet, or rather received it via the digital airwaves. Are those airwaves? What is the internet? I don't know what the internet is. If you haven't received your copy in your email inbox, um, be sure to grab it. It's like I said, totally free. And the theme this summer was the great remembering. And plants are amazing for that great remembering uh, because plants are always remembering who they are and they really embody the cycle of growth, of release, of change, of shedding Um you know, going back to the earth, giving back to the earth, really whatever decomposes from a plant, right? It it really adds to the nutrients of the earth. When we talk about uh, our own energy, when I do energy clearings for our programs and our students, we will sort of release energies that aren't serving us to be transmuted throughout time, space, to be received by the earth and turned into an unconditional love energy. And that's exactly what plants are doing when they're giving themselves back to the earth. They are changing. They're adding the nutrients that support everything, right? And decomposing into the earth. Uh, And the plants that we talked about in our Stay Magic magazine, I'm going to list them off for you. Uh, We talked about lion's mane, lemon balm, ashwagandha, ginkgo and rose as some of our great remembering herbs. Now we picked those because they are all highly supportive, right? They're highly, um, they're amazing nurturing sorts of plants for us as people when we are going through a change, when we are releasing pieces of our memory or our stories, releasing pieces of ourselves back to the universe so that we can emerge in the next stage of life for us. Now, as I continue on with this episode, I want you to know, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, obviously. <laughs> I would probably not be recording this podcast. Uh, I'm not a medical doctor, so be sure to consult any physicians, medical people that you might want to consult with before consuming any of these herbs. Um, Of course, you don't have to consume herbs to work with the energy of plants and be supported by plants. Flower essences, sitting with plants, being out in a field of wildflowers and hearing the messages of the plants and the bees and the butterflies. That is a beautiful way to connect with plant 
medicine and receive the healing power of plants without consuming plants. So remember, none of this is a recommendation as to what you should do. Some of this is my personal story and also the herbs that we mention in our magazine in terms of working with the energy of the herbs and whether or not you choose to consume them is entirely up to you. So lion's mane is a beautiful herb for remembering and for the summer season where we have Leo season and we are in Leo season right now as I'm recording this, uh, when we want to remember our strength, remember who we are, lion's mane is beautiful for that. Lion's mane is pretty popular right now. Uh, you can find it in a lot of like coffee alternatives. Uh, because it does give you that like boost, right? That energetic boost. And when we think of an energy boost, we think of our energy, um, you know, shining outward. So Lion's Mane uh, has gained in popularity uh, recently in mainstream sort of beverages, teas, like I said, coffee alternatives. Um, but Lion's Mane is great to use or tap into that energy of Lion's Mane when you're trying to remember who you are. Remember that inner strength that you have. Lemon balm is a beautiful herb to use for stress. Uh, we actually, in my household, use lemon balm for also ADHD management. Myself and my two kids are, are all of the mind dance, the mind that never stops. <laughs> um, so we use lemon balm uh, pretty regularly to just sort of soothe our nervous systems. Uh, and we mix it with pretty much any tea because on its own, it does, ha you, it has a taste. It's delightful, but it is pr mixes pretty easily with just about any tea that you would consume. So we're sort of always adding it to anything and everything and lemon balm tinctures and all the ways to consume <laughs> lemon balm. Um, but it, that is a great one to sit with. It is uh, part of the mint family. So you can, the, you know, with mint, we have so many aspects of mint where it can settle us, but it also can have that like cooling when you're hot, right? And then overdrive. So all beautiful for the summer. So to release some of the heat. And when we think of heat, it's not just heat in terms of the heat of the weather or the temperature, but also the heat we hold within us when we have that rise of anxiousness or anger or frustration or resentment that can easily come with stress. And when you're in a great remembering and we're experiencing these releases, we do shadow work in the summer, right? This is where we might feel some of that really bubble up, some of that resentment, some of these hot emotions. So lemon balm can be very soothing for that. Um, ginkgo for mental clarity that just helps uh, really with that focus, sifting through the thoughts, right? And rose for self-care. Um, remember, there's all kinds of, of roses. Uh, so edible roses for teas. It's a specific rose. You're not going to use your roses from the grocery store bouquets. But you can also just get rose, um, like rose water. We love to use rose water in my household and spray it on our pillows or, or rose hydrazole rather. Um, and we spray it on our pillows. We just spray it in the air. We spray it on ourselves. And it's a little bit of that, that love. So when we're in a great remembering, uh, we are remembering who we are um, that we lost under all the layers of ourselves. And we want to put to death the things that are keeping us from being who we are at our core. We want to release them and then reemerge as our fullest selves. So all of these herbs can help with that. 
One of the herbs I wanted to talk about in particular today is ashwagandha, which is another one we listed in our magazine as useful for stress. And I wanted to talk about that one in particular because it is one that I have been using for the last, it's now August, so seven months consistently I've been using ashwagandha. And I wanted to share a little bit of my story with this herb. I started taking it unintentionally. <laughs> it's actually in a supplement that I started taking separate for something else. Um, and it, I have, I think, a combination of the internal work that I'm always doing, the five I framework that we teach here at Sisters Enchanted, which is absolutely hands down. It is like step-by-step, step, five quick steps to go through to shift your thoughts, to shift your energy at any moment on time that you feel overwhelmed, you don't know what to do. Hands down, the most brilliant thing that I have put out into the world for immediate energy shifting is our 5 eye framework. So doing that, and then I've also been taking ashwagandha, which I'm going to contribute to some of this as well. So this is one of our herbs, again, that we listed for the great remembering as useful for stress. Ashwagandha can be found um, in Indian medicine, plant medicine, Chinese medicine, years and years back, all the way, I think like I looked it up and what I saw was some of the earliest evidence was 6,000 BC that it can be traced back to. Again, remember, I am not a medical professional, so consult your physicians and all of that. This is my personal experience here. Um, but ashwagandha has a ton of benefits to it, not just for stress reduction, but for women, you know, as we, as our hormone, hormonal cycles change, whether you are a in menopause, postmenopause, perimenopause, if you're having children still, my kids are six and nine, so I'm not too far removed from that age and stage of life. Um, it can also help regulate your uh, your desire for passion and, you know, all the bedroom goodness that is available to you. <laughs> um, but it can help restore that, which I didn't even know was uh, a thing with ashwagandha. Um, something else I didn't know about ashwagandha is it's is that it is rich in iron. Now, I wanted to share this with you because in the past few years, so 2020, um, early 2020, I, I had been feeling, and I would even say towards the end of 2019, I had been feeling so tired, like so burnt out, worn out, tired. And then early 2020, of course, we all know what happens early 2020, <laughs> but it, it did not get better, right? Like I just, the, the, everything felt worse. And it was about April or so 2020, uh, 2021 by now, actually, I'm losing dates in my time. So all of 2020 goes by, like, I'm still, still just tired. It's like sluggish getting worse, but this had started before them. It was April, 2021. And I was looking in a mirror at my grandmother's house. I was actually with my grandparents and my, my family, my husband, my kids. And I looked in the mirror and I thought for sure that I, I, I kid you not, this is 2021. I looked in the mirror and thought I must be dying. There's no way that I feel this way and I don't have cancer or something's not like I am dying. And I, I really thought that thought, and I hadn't been to the doctor since I had had my second son, um, which had been a few years. So or my second son, he's my first son, my second kid, <laughs> I called a the like family physician and made an appointment and I got in for a physical. So the right away, the doctor wants to put me on an antidepressant because she hears that I 
own a business. I'm a business owner. I'm the sole breadwinner in my family. I am a homeschool mom. My kids are both neurodivergent. And um, one of them in particular, the younger years were very, very challenging with sensory overwhelm and violent um, tantrums and outbursts. And so my doctor's hearing this story, hearing what I'm telling her. And she's like, I would love to prescribe you uh, a, a an antidepressant. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't, I actually have been depressed in the past and was on an antidepressant. And this does not feel like that. <laughs> it's like, I feel sick. I don't feel depressed. And so she said, well, let's do some blood work and we will wait. We'll wait on that, but you just call me and I'm just going to prescribe it to you if you want it. And I was like, all right, well, let me get my blood work back and see what it says. So my blood work comes back and my blood work was a disaster. I not only did I have anemia, but I for any nurses out there, my ferritin was a three. Um, my iron itself was a three. I don't remember what my iron binding was, but everything was like terrible. My platelets were too high. My blood cell size was like was minuscule. Everything was a mess. My hemoglobin was way in the tank. Um, so she was like, well, you are obviously anemic, but you're so anemic that there must be something wrong with you. Um, because like, like you don't just become this anemic. <laughs> and she had looked at my blood after I had two C-sections and both of those, my, um, blood cells or my numbers, right. Or were higher. We're all better after C-sections, one of which I bled out for two and a half hours from and very well could have died. And my numbers were still higher. <laughs> so she, um, anyway, sends me to a hematologist and she like runs me through all these different other tests and like questionnaires and whatever. Anyways, we tried to treat this for 18 months to no avail, like very little increase, no matter what we did. Um, and finally I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a break from trying to treat this. I'm going to just take care of myself, my mind, my body, my soul. I'm going to take care of all these things. I also in this time discovered I had some digestive stuff going on. I had estrogen dominance, um, was having like total hormonal outbursts. Uh, it was just all, it was a long journey. So early this year, I started taking a supplement um, that has some other stuff in it uh, that I don't know how to pronounce and don't really know a lot about. So I'm not going to tell you that because I don't want to give people wild information that's inaccurate. But little did I know, it actually also has ashwagandha on it, which I guess it's labeled on the bottle. So I, you know, <laughs> it was apparent to me. I just didn't pay attention to that. Um, and what I have found is ashwagandha is rich in iron. It's great for all of this, like stress management, whatever. Uh, and so I get my blood work done every three months because my, of um, you know, my blood cell size and that is lack of oxygen to the body, which is no good. Uh, I also am a carrier for hemochromatosis, which means that I could store too much iron. So I don't want to take too much iron. Um, and it's like this dance between being wildly anemic <laughs> and storing too much iron. So, you know, I get my blood work done every three months to make sure that I'm good. Um, but I, I will say too, that during this time, because I also have adenomyosis, which is where you, it's like endometriosis, but inside your uterus. And if you have adenomyosis, you probably also have endometriosis, but adenomyosis is diagnosable, um, through vaginal ultrasound and endometriosis is not. So, uh, but I have that and it makes your uterus actually, um, like your uterine wall grow larger over time because all this tissue stores up inside of it nasty blood clots. And I actually went on, so part of this 
so you know all of this, all the story. I was on birth control for a year to try to help with that and see if that would help the anemia, and it did not help at all. Um, my numbers actually got worse at some point, and uh, so I stopped doing that um, because I don't need to be on it elsewise. I um, had my tubes tied when I had my second kid, so I stopped doing that. And anyways, I will tell you that this year. I am officially not anemic. I still have low ferritin, but my hemoglobin is good. My blood cell size is almost back to normal. It's like so close to normal during my last blood check. My hemoglobin's great. I think I already said that. My platelets have come down. Uh, everything Everything's looking pretty good. A little low on that ferritin, but um, there is some research that shows that that is a thing that happens with adenomyosis also, but not a lot of people study that or go into that. So there's not a ton of information to know that that's like really a correlation or just a random thing. Anyway, I'm telling all of you <laughs> this because one of the things that I have taken um, have included is the ashwagandha in my life every day this year. And I am calmer than I have ever been in my entire life as a person who struggled with anxiety most of her life, depression all the way back to age 10 um, through into adulthood. Uh, and um, I, yeah, just I'm calm. I am cool. I'm collected. I feel more vibrant and alive. And I don't know, it could be a number of anything, you know, I, I don't know for sure that it's the ashwagandha, but when I sat down to record this podcast episode and I was rereading the list of herbs that we talked about in our magazine, because that's what this episode was about, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that ashwagandha was even on that list. And as I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I have got to tell that I've been using this herb and I don't know if it's the herb. I don't know if it's a combination of the herb. And I like, I think the five eye framework probably, I mean, a few times a day that it runs through my mind when I have to make a decision, when I'm feeling resentful or frustrated or stressed out, or I just don't know what to do, or I have an emotion and I don't know where it's coming from, or I'm telling myself some wild mindset story. I run through the five eyes. So maybe it's a combination of everything. I also exercise, um, you know, several days a week. I do uh, Pilates, mat Pilates. And then I also started doing some resistance weight training. I don't do cardio. Uh, I have a heart murmur, which has nothing to do with cardio, except that I get winded like really quickly. And allegedly it's from the heart murmur. I don't know if that's true or not. So take that as you will. I mean, it's how, that's not a problem. I'm not going to, it's fine. I'm not gonna, <laughs> but I just don't like doing cardio because I can't breathe so fast. I lose my stamina. I have no stamina. So I have been doing mat Pilates and weight resistance training. Um, I also have a sauna blanket. I have not been using that as much though in the last like two months as I was beginning of the year. So exercise I've incorporated in and I, I do exercise uh, several days a week and I hike and walk, um, the ashwagandha, the five eyes, something here though, about really caring for myself in these ways. And when I see the ashwagandha on this list, I don't think it's coincidence that it's on there. I forgot it was on there. And I sat down to record this podcast episode and um, recently, I actually bought a bottle of just ashwagandha for my husband so he could take it too because he's very anxious um, sort of person and like high tense, like high, just high tense often um, so that we could all just chill out around here. But I wanted to share. So that's my ashwagandha story. There are, like I said, I am I am taking some other things, just full disclosure. I take Vitex Berry. 
And the supplement that I take, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Instatol or Inasol, something like that. But I don't want, again, I'm not a doctor. And to my knowledge, there can be like, not everybody should take that. So I don't even want to, you know, go in, like try to figure out what it is for you to uh, visit with your medical people. Um, a functional medical doctor might have some tips for you on that. But I, I do take Vitex Berry also. And I drink red raspberry leaf tea for my adenomyosis and, um, the clotting that I get when I have my menstrual cycle uh, is pretty intense. So I, I do all those things to support with that also. Um, anyway, when we think about plants, I do ingest my plants in this way, uh, but you can certainly just look at photos of them. You can get out it with the, the healing nature of, of plants, right? And be supported in your great remembering, like who you are. I also love working with the energy of trees for a great remembering, because if you think about a tree, a tree takes up all the space that it wants to take up. And it also like if you look at trees in one area, they typically are, you know, if they're like big trees, they all kind of come to the same height, right? So they they sort of grow as a collective and they take up the resources necessary for everybody to have enough resources. It is pretty rare that you will find in a forest like one tree that's way taller than the others. And it's because they grow to the level that they support each other in their nutrient sort of distribution. Um, and also trees, their root systems, they, they're incredible. They grow out through like through rocky soil. And uh, where I live, you know, we have a septic tank in our front yard, which is, you know, real gruesome, but the, we're always having to pull tree roots out of it because the tree does, it just does its thing. It grows as it will. The branches just grow as wide as they want to. Um, but also caring for their own and leaving enough for their own. So I think that with this great remembering energy and putting to death pieces of you that no longer serve you, look to the trees too, because they are full of lessons for us on taking up the space that we are here to take up. And also doing that in a way that, you know, it nurtures everybody around us and leaves space for everybody to shine their light and to grow in their own right as well. So there you go. Some plants and herbs for the great remembering. We talked about a little bit. I mentioned lion's mane, lemon balm, ashwagandha, ginkgo, and rose. I shared my ashwagandha story with you. Um, and I do again, the five eyes, those I talk, I, I run through them several times a day. Uh, and the power of trees too, and how we can, if you're not a person who's interested in herbs, you don't like teas, tonics, um, you know, you don't, you're not an herb person, just get outside with the trees because they will help you remember, you know, what it is to grow into your fullest authenticity, take up the space that you desire to take up in your life while still being nurturing of those around you. That lesson is right there for us all the time. All right. Uh, if you have not gotten your a copy of Stay Magic, be sure to grab it. It's totally free. And uh, you can see this list of herbs in there along with lots of other tips and ideas for the summer as we run out of our summertime here for the great remembering. The new edition of Stay Magic should release right around Labor Day. So keep your eyes out for that. And my new book, Born Magic and pre-order bonuses, all of this goodness, so much happening. So be sure to check the link, social media, email, all the places to keep up to date on everything that we have going on here at the Sisters Enchanted. All right, y'all. Well, 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Again, consult with medical professionals before taking herbs for medicinal purposes. Um, but our plant medicine is available to us uh, topically, just energetically. You do not have to consume plants to benefit from them. Just listen to the stories of them. They're there for you. Uh, until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms. You never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the sisters enchanted, and we'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.